And you're very welcome back to the brand new season of Two Halves here on RTE Junior. This is the soccer show for all young fans of the beautiful game. I'm Jack Tompkins. And I'm his brother, Harry. And together, we're Two Halves. We'll be coming to you every month right throughout the Premier League, taking a look at all the action, the drama, and bringing you special guest interviews and finding out how you think this season is going to play out. We hope you can join us every month and don't forget to use the hashtag Two Halves to share your thoughts. So, coming up on the show today, the transfer window is now well and truly shut. We look at the big signings, the shocks and the disappointments and we talk to former Republic of Ireland player turned agent Stephen Hunt about what it's like working in the background to make these transfers possible. Tottenham are top of the table and Arsenal are bottom. Bottom! Can I just say that again? Wow. Tottenham are top of the table. Can anyone predict how this season is going to go? Chief sports writer for The Independent, Miguel Delaney, talks to us from the Puska Stadium in Budapest. We meet the Kelly family who love, and I mean love, Liverpool. And in the locker room this month, we hear from Shamrock Rovers and Escorthy under-12s team, and they have lots to say. It's all coming up on Two Halves. Two Halves. So, as you heard in our intro, Tottenham are top of the table, and one of the biggest pieces of news from our club is that Harry Kane didn't leave. I think it was weird because pretty much from the end of last season, everyone was saying Kane is going to Man City, almost confirmed. It was crazy that Levy didn't let him go. I was shocked, but I was delighted at the same time. Well, we brought in a few new signings to Spurs this season. We signed Christian Romero from Atalanta, who got defender of the season in the Serie A last season. We got Brian Gill as a swap for Lamella. He did some piece of skill for the Spain under-21s there a few days ago. He With the back heel, he flicked it behind his back in the air, passed the defender, ran on. But he's a really speedy winger. He's He's got a bit of a, what's it called uh, when you're a bit wild? Like Lamella. A bit Craziness. Sack of killer. Here, what did Gail cost? Uh, 20 million plus Lamella. Seriously, yeah. And we also got Emerson Royale from Barcelona, an aspiring young Brazilian right back. So that was great. Bit of work from Levy for 30 million. Tottenham signed Papa Sar from Mets. He's gone back on loan now to Mets, but he's only 18 and he is said to be one of the best players in the world in years to come. We've been getting solid 1-0 victories against some of the top clubs in England, really. Like Man City on the opening day, that was a massive achievement, especially after they were debuting the 100 million man Jack Grealish. Jaffa Tanganga had a star performance out on the right, marking him. Our defence has been really solid so far this season. In case you didn't guess, we're Spurs fans, by the way. Speaking of big Manchester signings, Manchester United have been on a sort of shopping spree this window. Sancho and Varane, like brilliant additions to your team. Varane, one of the fastest centre-backs there is. And Sancho is just a tricky winger that can really cause any type of trouble. And what about CR7? It was crazy to see Ronaldo turn down that Man City move. He was pretty much almost about to sign for them. He says Alex Ferguson called him. He told him to join to Man U and... He did. It's not going to be one of those, he's too old to be playing and he'll come on every five games. I think he'll make a real impact this season. A lot of his goals, I think, will be in the air. We saw him 
getting two headers against Ireland there. Lukaku returned back to Chelsea, this time for £97 million. Shock return, but they really needed him. He's an out-and-out striker. Timo Werner wasn't the best for them last season. But Aston Villa have done really well as well, signing Danny Ings and Emi Buendia, who won Championship Player of the Year last season. And don't forget Leon Bailey from Bayern Leverkusen. Oh yeah, that was a massive signing. He's a really fast young winger, if you want to know. Arsenal saw the return of Odegaard permanently now moving from Real Madrid instead of being on loan like he was last season. Did they sign anyone else? Oh, yeah. Ben White. Ben White. Ben White. 55 million? No, just 50. Ben White moved to Arsenal from Brighton for 50 million euro. If you ask me, I think that's crazy money for a player who has played at Brighton. I I wouldn't be paying 50 million for some of the best centre-backs in the world, let alone Ben White, who hasn't made a massive impact. They didn't even play him against Man City in their last game. Let's briefly look at some of the other clubs now. Liverpool only made one big signing. That was Konate from Orby Leipzig for... 36 million. Yeah, I thought that. He's a French right-back and he's quite good. Giele is a right-back. What did I say? Right-back. He is a right-back. Upa Meccano is the centre-back. So was... Mukliele was the right-back, wasn't he? That's what I said. No, you said Konate is the right-back. Who's Konate? The guy that Liverpool signed. I thought they signed Mukiele. Bruffy, bruffy. Wait, who's Kanate then? Did he even play for Leipzig? Yeah, yeah, Kanate was the centre-back. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm 100%. I thought he was the right-back. No, that was Mookie Ayla. He's also French. They're like BFFs. (laughs) (laughs) And Leeds signed Daniel James from Manchester United. Right on deadline day. He was their number 21. And now it's Cavani. Not forgetting Everton, who completed the signings of Damari Gray, Salomon Rondon and Andros Townsend. Wolves fans will be howling with joy after signing Frank. Francisco Trinco, Huang Hee Chan on loan. Ow! Harry, stop it. <laughs> Bill Gilmore joined uh, Norris on loan because he's from Scotland. He's, he's a Scottish Iniesta. We hear more about West Ham signings when we interview Stephen Hunt later on in the show. One other team to mention, actually, is Leicester. They completed the signing of Yannick Vestergaard from Southampton, the massive centre-back 6'7". Well, we're back to school now, but we're going to have to try fit in all these matches all in the name of research for two halves. (laughs) It's time to find out what you think now. As we go into the locker room. And this month, we hear from the Shamrock Rovers under 12s gang in Enniscorthy. We ask them who they think will win the league this year. City all day because they won the Premier League two times in a row. I'm just hoping Everton wins the league, that's all I'm saying. Man City. Oh, West Ham all day. But Antonio up front, there's just no stopping him. I'm telling you. Well, I think Liverpool will win because they're a great team. Oh, Mane. Salah. And Salah. And Firmino flop. He did support I United. Um, Liverpool. Uh, to what Dylan said, Mane, Salah. Liverpool are going to win the league. Uh, Alisson's going to score another header. Uh, Liverpool are going to win. Because they have Salah. And who do they think will get relegated? Arsenal! Brentford! Arsenal! Arsenal! Brentford and Norwich! Arsenal! Arsenal, yeah. They're not so badly this season. Shamrock Rovers! Fuck the Shamrocks! Thanks, lads. A lot of Liverpool fans there. Did I hear someone say West Ham would win the league? 
Now that you mentioned West Ham, actually, that brings us nicely onto our next guest. He was behind the most recent signing of midfielder Alex Kral to the club, former Republic of Ireland and Premier League player, and now he's an agent. He was known as a wing wizard and a fan favourite. Welcome to Two Halves, Mr. Stephen Hunt. Afternoon, lads. How are you doing? Let's start by talking about Ronaldo. We're still not over his antics with Portugal against Ireland last Wednesday. He's back at Old Trafford now. Stephen, you've played him against him when you were with Reading. I read recently you have a few regrets about that game. Everyone takes me very serious, Jack. So when I say something along them lines that I didn't tackle him and I should have tackled him, then I would have played against Ronaldo three or four times, I think, in my career and obviously enjoyed playing against him. He's a lot bigger than what he looks in real life than he is on the TV. Obviously, he's a real good structure in terms of pace and strength, but... In real life, he is massive and it's like one of them Limerick hurlers now. They're huge, very, very strong and very intimidating. So uh, it was an honour to play against him and something that I'll treasure forever. The transfer window is just closed. You're now involved in this end of things. We saw Czech Republic midfielder Alex Kral sign for West Ham the other night from Spartak Moscow. What will he bring there? Yeah, so Alex is a player that I spotted three years ago and jumped on the plane to go to Prague. When you meet Alex, you realise that he has a, a real character to do well. He has the right attribute, very good as a player. Our other player that we have is Vladimir Souval, who went to West Ham last year. So he's got good company and good friends to back him up in London. It's just a shame Spurs didn't try and sign him for you guys, but that's just life. And what do you think about being an agent? Yeah, it's the different side of things. Sometimes agents have a bad reputation, I suppose, to a certain degree. But when I played football, all I wanted from my agent was to support me when things didn't go well and when things are well, to keep me grounded <clears throat> and keep me going the right way. So I have a, a lot of young players in my stable. I expect them all to get better. I expect them all to improve. I think on the pitch, it goes without saying, you train hard, but off the pitch as people, you go from a 17-year-old to a... 19 year old very quick and you could be a man so you have to mature as you go along and expect the pressure to come with it and deal with it well and hopefully I'm there to support them and make them get better and what do you look for in a player when you're scouting this is going to sound weird everybody can see a very good player but I look for a good reaction in a bad situation so if a if a player makes a bad pass how does he react to it does he want to try and win the ball back is he happy to get the ball again and pass it and make a good pass? Everyone can see a real good player, but can they see the long-term picture of a player and how their attitude is to, to a mistake? Who would you say is the best signing ever in the history of football? Ooh, that's a very difficult question. I think the sport in Lisbon, Ronaldo to Manchester United, was very instant. It was very much like the players had played against them when they played for United against Lisbon in a friendly match, I think. Having spoke to John O'Shea, they all the players went to Sir Alex and said, you need to sign this player. And on the back of that, you know, he got the deal done and the rest is history. But I'm going to give you one that you should look out for. His name is Carl Rushworth. He's a young goalkeeper. He went from Brighton to Walsall. Not too glamorous, you may say, but he's a goalkeeper that I think will play for England in the next two to three years in the first team. So he's one that we spotted from Halifax, which is in the middle of nowhere, and brought to Brighton. He turned down Manchester United, he turned down Arsenal to go there. So that's the one that's excited me because he's really started off good. And believe it or not, I've had six calls 
from big clubs in Europe looking to see what the situation is with him, which is nice. Okay, there's the final whistle. We're into 60 seconds of injury time. Don't worry, it's all a bit of fun, Stephen. Are you ready? <laughs> uh, I think so. Fire away. What was your favourite toy growing up? Football. What's your favourite animal and why? Dog. Just got one for the family. Great memories. What's your favourite takeaway food? Crispy duck with noodles. Mint. Who would win in an arm wrestle? You or Noel? What do you think? I'd be backing you now, to be honest. <laughs> You'd be wrong. Noel is a little bit bigger than me, a bit more physical. So I reckon the younger brother might win out of stubbornness, but I'm not too sure. I'm getting a bit older now, so. Who do you have a soft spot for in the Premier League? Son. I like Son. I really I enjoy watching him. He enjoys it and plays with a smile on his face. And what would your favourite Premier League team be? Liverpool. 100%. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> Stephen. Stephen Hunt. It's been a pleasure. Every month we'll hear from families who are lifelong supporters of a club. This next family, the Kellys from Wexford, are possibly the biggest Liverpool fans I've ever met. Have a listen to find out why. Hi, we're the Kellys and we support Liverpool. Hi, I'm Fintan. I'm the father of the family and I've been supporting Liverpool all my life. My first Liverpool game that I went to was Liverpool versus Blackburn in 1995. It was the last game of the season, lot riding on it. I support Liverpool because when I was growing up, they were the best team in Europe, perhaps. They were banned from playing in Europe at the time. They were constantly winning the league throughout the late 80s and then... Of course, we got as far as 1990, and that was the end of it for Liverpool for about 30 years. For me, over the years, well, Steven Gerrard was the best player I've ever seen in a Liverpool shirt. Uh, Luis Suarez was fantastic. Robbie Fowler was a big hero of mine growing up. Likes of John Barnes, uh, Ian Rush, Ronnie Whelan for the Irish lads, Ray Houghton. It was always a good Steve Staunton, loads of Irish lads to cheer on. Yeah, we'll always support Liverpool. We've supported them through the worst times. We can support them through the best times now as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, myself and my wife have You'll Never Walk Alone inscribed on our wedding rings. And that we really mean that. We really mean that. It's a mantra we, we live by. Yeah. Well, I'm Lorraine and I'm the mother. Yeah, I suppose we could say it's a romantic thing, but I think more so for Finton than myself. <laughs> well, I have supported Liverpool since I was um, very young because three out of my four brothers supported Liverpool. So, you know, I grew up with that. And then I met Finton in 1999, a huge Liverpool supporter. We actually got engaged on the cop. With everybody singing around us, nobody noticed when he got down on one knee, only me. (laughs) Of course I said yes. (laughs) Yeah, our first dance was to You'll Never Walk Alone. Hello, I'm Jennifer. I'm 13 and Daddy was a big Liverpool supporter when I was growing up. Since he supported it, like obviously I supported it too. Yeah, I'll always support Liverpool. I went to a game when I was four or five. I was in Davuva, but it was really good experience to go. It was really fun, and I saw Stephen Gerrard, and I love Stephen Gerrard, so it was really cool. Hello, my name is Mary. I'm ten years old, and I think I've been supporting Liverpool all my life because I've kind of been surrounded by it with, with my dad and all my family. The best player for me is Van Dijk, and I also like I like Trent and Salah as well. I think they're very good. Me and my dad usually watch the matches, and normally we'd be getting up at halftime to get food. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I remember when Alison scored a header. I was up in my room, I wasn't watching the match, and then I heard a big, huge scream, and I ran down, and Daddy was like, Oh my God, Alison's after scoring! Oh my God, this is the best day of my life! (laughs) You'll never walk alone! 
Miguel Delaney is the chief football writer for The Independent in the UK. He lives and breathes the game, and he doesn't hold back sharing his thoughts, which we love. He recently took time out ahead of the England-Hungary World Cup qualifier game to talk to us live from the Puska Stadium in Budapest. Miguel, we're honoured to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. The transfer window has just closed. What excited or surprised you the most? Oh, to be honest, <laughs> pretty much everything from the start of August uh, surprised me. Uh, I thought it was going to be a, a much quieter window because of what a lot of people say around, around Europe, where outside England, the clubs actually don't have that much money, bar maybe Paris Saint-Germain. And I suppose it was, of course, Paris Saint-Germain that really kicked off a month of madness. So that, obviously we had Messi. Then we had all the controversy or, or the uncertainty about Harry Kane until finally it culminated with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. And after all that, maybe the only, the only surprise is that Mbappe didn't go as well. But Paris Saint-Germain obviously determined not to sell just yet. Yeah, they'll probably have a go at the Champions League and uh, Real Madrid could swoop in and sign him on a free then uh, at the end of this season. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. You're dead right. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people say that the only reason that Madrid actually bid was to try and keep Mbappe happy uh, and you know convince him, but we want you this much. so that Because obviously now, because they haven't got him, other clubs are going to try and get him on a free... Liverpool have been interested. I mean, to be honest, everyone in the world is going to be interested in Mbappe. Uh, but I still think he'll end up at Madrid by the end of the season. There are a lot of free agents out there, like Serge Aurier, Andy Carroll. Yeah, um, I think it's one of the things with this transfer market, I suppose, where for all sorts of issues, a lot of clubs have these very built-up squads. And we've seen some players, some players have no options but to go on freeze or let their contracts run out. And you're right, I mean, that could leave a potential opening for a few players. I mean, there's some talk that actually uh, Aurier could go to Arsenal. Do you think there's anything likely to happen in the Premier League this season? Or can you predict, like, positions or anything? Um, well, what I most hope for is a title race involving three, maybe four clubs that goes the distance. I mean, I don't think anyone wants a repeat of last year where Manchester City just run away with it. And we all know what's going to happen by March. I don't think that will happen, though. I, I think this could be really competitive. Uh, Chelsea be my favourites. I actually think Liverpool will finish second. Uh, I know they haven't done that much business, but I think they've got a good team. They've got some, some of their big players coming back. And then I go probably go Manchester City, despite signing Cristiano Ronaldo. Manchester United after that. I think you're forgetting Spurs somewhere in that list. <laughs> How can I be diplomatic here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, there's the final whistle. We're into 60 seconds of injury time. This is the part where we throw some rapid-fire questions at you. Are you ready? Yeah, go on. Who's the best ever footballer? Uh, Leo Messi. What's your favourite team? Osasuna. What was your favourite toy growing up? Sabudio. What's your favourite animal and why? Uh, a great white shark, probably because I saw Jaws when I was young. What superpower would you like to have for a day? Uh, flying. Uh, the sense of freedom. What's your favourite takeaway food and tell us the exact dish? Oh, uh, <laughs> I've already sushi at this point, like a dragon roll. What's your favourite show on TV? Sopranos. Tell us an unusual fact about yourself. Oh, oh uh, so the team I mentioned there, Asasuna, 
there my mum's local team in Spain. You probably don't get many Irish people supporting Osasuna. They're the uh, the Spanish teams that have more Irish players than anyone else. They had Michael Robinson, who sadly died last year, and uh, Ashley Grimes. Miguel Delaney, thanks for talking to Two Halves. No problem, lads. It was great, very enjoyable. Well, that's it for this month. Thanks to Miguel and all our guests. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And who knows what will have changed in the Premier League when we come back to you next month. Remember, use the hashtag two halves to get in touch. But from Jack and Harry here on RTE Junior, goodbye and see you next time.